When we talk about the Bible in creation, many times a very important challenge will come up about the existence of God. Christians might ask the question in this way, what is our best evidence for the existence of God? Non-believers will ask it in a more challenging manner, such as, show me any evidence that God exists. So how do we answer this challenge? What is the best evidence for the existence of God? We will begin by laying a foundation for our answer. There have been many answers to this challenge in the past, such as the evidence from design, the evidence from archaeology, the first cause argument, also known as the cosmological argument, meaning everything that exists must have a first cause. According to scripture, none of these are our best argument for the existence of God. The Bible is our best argument. So to answer the challenge, we will take a four-step approach why we should start with the Bible and not science or our wisdom. Step one, arguing from a power position. Romans 1.16 states, For I am not ashamed of the gospel, for it is the power of God for salvation to everyone who believes, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. In Hebrews 4.12 we read, For the word of God is living and active and sharper than any two-edged sword, even penetrating as far as the division of soul and spirit, of both joints and marrow, and able to judge the thoughts and intentions of the heart. In 2 Timothy 3.16 we read, All scripture is inspired by God and beneficial for teaching, for rebuke, for correction, for training in righteousness. And then in John 17.17 17, we read, Sanctify them in the truth. Your word is truth. If we believe God's word is truth, then we should use it as our strongest weapon against untruth. We should rely on it over our own wisdom. Step two, everyone knows. Romans chapter one, verses 19 and 20 states that everyone knows God exists. And we read this, because that which is known about God is evident within them, for God made it evident to them. For since the creation of the world, his invisible attributes, that is his eternal power and divine nature, have been clearly perceived, being understood by what has been made, so that they are without excuse. What that means is everyone who has ever lived and everyone living today knows God exists and they have no excuse for not believing. Romans chapter one, verses 18 and 21 states that unbelievers willfully suppress the truth about God. For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of people who suppress the truth in unrighteousness. For even though they knew God, they did not honor Him as God or give thanks, but they became futile in their reasonings, and their senseless hearts were darkened. The Bible teaches that everyone knows God exists, but some choose to ignore that truth. Step three, it is written, or the authority of Scripture. Thirty times in the Gospels we read the phrase, it is written. Each time Jesus used the authority of Scripture, to refute non-belief and error. In Matthew chapter 4, verses 1 through 11, Satan the devil confronts Jesus. In each temptation, Jesus responds with, it is written. Jesus did not use anything new. He used scripture to refute temptations, attacks, and lies. And then step four, the existence of God. We believe God exists because the Bible teaches in the very first verse that he exists. We read in Genesis 1.1, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. In other words, God existed before the universe was created. 
The Bible never attempts to prove God's existence. The Bible assumes His existence in the very first verse. We believe God exists because Psalm 19.1 teaches that the universe is the result of His works and not evolution. And we read, The heavens tell of the glory of God, and their expanse declares the work of His hands. And finally, we believe God exists because without a Creator God, nothing could exist. The argument has now shifted. The burden of proof for the existence of God is not on the Christian to prove because the Bible, God's Word, assumes it from the very beginning. The burden of proof is on the unbeliever to prove why anything at all exists. It is up to the unbeliever to demonstrate using empirical science that is observable and repeatable science how the universe came into existence and this cannot be done. Based on good science and logic, we know nothing cannot create something. Therefore, the unbeliever is left with assumptions, hypotheses, and faith that somehow the universe began to exist. And now our conclusion. Without a Creator God, nothing could exist. The universe does exist. Therefore, there must be a Creator God, and He has made Himself known to everyone.